This is Wednesday night Bible study with Reverend Mag Perry, CE director here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Winners Church. Today's message is part three of Jesus's prayer. Here's Brother Matt. So let's first read our scriptures. We will be reading uh, again 17 uh, chapters and we're going to be reading uh, 12 through 14. Where I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou givest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. The son of perdition is uh, is uh, being referred to right now as the um, uh, as uh, Judas, and we'll talk a little bit about that tonight. And then thirteen, and what he's meaning there. And then thirteen, and now come I to thee, and these things I speak to the world that thy might have my joy. I think that's the words that uh, emphasized in my heart when I studied these uh, three or four verses. Is that that? Let me say that again. That they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. And then the last verse 14, I have given them thy word and the word hath hated, the world hath hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. We're going to talk about what that uh, is meaning, what Jesus is praying and what he's saying there tonight about them not being a part of the world. But let's first, as I usually do, I always like to review to, to uh, and I'll do it real quickly, uh, what we did last week so it'll lead us into what's going on this week. Uh, I, I started out um, in 17 telling you there was uh, uh, 10 principles of prayer that Jesus is teaching us. And I've uh, mentioned 16, uh, six of them. And uh I, I, I left you with the seventh one, and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, read that again just before I get into the le- lesson, uh, because that seventh um, uh, principle is very important also as the other six, and then we'll uh, end tonight with uh, what's coming up uh, with the next principle. But uh, looking real quickly at uh, last week, we studied verses 9 and 10, and then 11 and 12, and verse 9, Jesus said, I prayed for them. Um, I'm not praying for the world. We talked about that. For the, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. And in verse 10, all I have is yours. So he knows everything that God has, that he has given him. God it came from God. And that really he's mainly, mainly talking about his, uh, his disciples, his 11 disciples. And the glory has come to me through them. These verses, uh, you know, have a very heartwarming a message in them to me. It's talking about uh, Jesus interceding and praying for his disciples and, and showing his care and his love for them and where they're at in their understanding and in their faith. And uh, Jesus is uh, praying very diligently uh, for them. It's kind of heartwarming to me to hear Jesus and thinking about that, as I mentioned last week, that knowing that he's there on, uh, beside his father interceding for us and, you know, praying for us when we're in need. So a uh, very special uh, moment. Uh, Jesus had put himself between his father and him and, and doing an intercessory prayer. And I, I think about everything he's teaching us and uh, teaching me is that how important intercessory prayer is and how important 
important it is for us to pray for each other and to intercede for each other and stand in when, you know, when people are hurting and stand in when people need to be stay, saved. And we, we no, I'm praying. And, you know, also I mentioned last week that, you know, not only praying uh, quietly and privately, but also praying pub publicly. I think Jesus wants us to call people by name and pray for people by name. Uh, and uh, Jesus is continuing to say, I have all uh, uh, that is yours that you gave me. He's, he's definitely referring to his disciples there. And uh, Jesus is, again, showing his heartwarming love for, for his disciples. Um, one of the things that touched my heart, another one, is that I believe Jesus is kind of temporarily, I said last week, handing off uh, his disciples to his father to care for him because Jesus knew that he was going to go through a tough three days in front of him. A lot of things that uh, trials and pain and hurt and suffering and but he didn't uh, lose sight of his uh, 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 disciples during that time. He just wanted to make sure his father gave them the strength and the power that they needed. So he, he was saying, Lord, I've got father. I'm placing them back in your hand. And that's when I introduced principle six. Uh, we as uh, spiritual leaders and Christians with a heart like Jesus um, protect uh, the people are the ones that we know by intercessive uh, prayer and uh, added to that godly teaching. In other words, he's been teaching his disciples for three years. And I believe, you know, as I've mentioned before, his disciples are there with him during this prayer. So they're hearing how, again, him teaching them about the importance of praying for each other. And he's just uh, uh, constantly teaching uh, his disciples and, and, and loving them through all that he's doing. Um, think about it. You know, uh, uh, when he, I, one, one thing I said last week about when he said, not for this world am I praying, I, I did uh, mention a few things about that last week. And, uh, you know, it's not that Jesus didn't love the world. He, uh, he gave it all. As I said last week, he died for the world. He died for everybody's sin. He also sent the Holy Spirit to guide us and let us know what righteousness is and what sin is to reveal all those things. So it's not that he don't care for them. He's already given them everything. Now, he, uh, what he's saying is I'm praying for all those that have given their heart, that has accepted that believing, that have the faith. I'll be standing in for them. That's what he's saying. You know, first Jesus is saying um, uh, also in these verses last week that he's going home with his father and he, he knows he's going to be leaving his disciples by themselves. He just wanted his fathers to protect him. And uh, also one of the things that he mentioned last week that so that they are one as one another. In other words, unity or being united was very important. Uh, many people, you know, lose their way when they start getting burdens or start getting hurt or they start, you know, especially young Christians. It's very important for us to keep encouraging young Christians. And as soon as they get saved, it seems like sometimes we forget them. But that's when it's most important that we continue to pray for them and talk to them and encourage them and guide them and teach them and, you know, we'll do whatever we can. And, you know, Jesus is saying, you know, I'm leaving my disciples and Father, unite them as one because as one, they're going to be stronger. As one, they are much more powerful. They, they have each other to depend on. They have each other to trust. And that's what he's saying to his church also. Those are the things that we need uh, uh, that, that was mentioned last week that why it's so important for us to be united and interceding for each other. Um, 
uh, each other. Uh, Jesus is praying for the, uh, uh, two things I mentioned last week. First, he's praying that, that they would be protected, but also that, you know, uh, unity was so important, as I mentioned. Um, the Holy Spirit uh, well, that was left with us will take believers and by, baptize us and help us be united as one. That's why he left us the Holy Spirit. He is no longer with us and he knew that we would need that guiding light, that strong uh, Holy Spirit to keep us in one accord. Uh, so as I ended last week, um, I mentioned the, the, uh, the seventh principle uh, that... Um, we will be getting in. I'll go ahead and read it ahead of time and then I'll read it a little bit later because once I uh, present to you what's on my heart, once I teach it to you tonight, you'll understand exactly. I think you probably understand a lot of it already, but Jesus really clarifies it a lot in the three verses tonight. But when you look at uh, 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 the seventh uh, principle, it says spiritual leaders and Christians with a heart like Jesus Christ um, uh, look at his people uh, as a gift from God to them. In other words, we are a gift to each other. And uh, God wants us to treat each other uh, special. He's given us a special trust to support each other. And when we have this understanding how we are to be united together and that we are each gifts of, uh, to each other, uh, this will motivate us to have intercession, intercession prayer for each other. So uh, that's what number seven is. And listen to what Jesus is continuing tonight as we get into um, part two of Jesus's prayer, starting with verse 12. While I was with them, I protect them and kept them safe by not by my name that you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed. I'll, I'll kind of clarify that a little bit. Doomed to destruction so the scriptures would be fulfilled is basically what he's saying in his verses. Jesus is saying in the first part of the verse 12 that he has protected them while he was here. He's taught them. He's kept them. He's done everything his father's asked him to do. And, he, and, and it was the, you know, the, the power of his name being son of Jesus uh, of God, but the Messiah. He has kept, uh, you know, they have kept the faith as we ended last week. He said that they have kept the faith. They have learned a lot. They have uh, now are committed to him. They are dedicated to him. And that's the words that I use because those are words that came in my heart the way we should be. We should be dedicated and committed not only to God, but to each other. And uh, he continued to say, none of them has been lost. So once he's, what he's saying is once they are committed and once they understand who I really am and they put their faith and their trust in me and me guiding them and keeping them safe, they understand that they're not going to be uh, uh, lost. Um, he protected them. Then part two of the verse, uh, Jesus admits, and I want to do some clarification in this, in this uh, scripture, uh, so maybe I'll, I'll help us all. It, it helped me to understand a little more. Um, he did not, he was not able to preserve as the wording that uh, come in my heart, Judas. In other words, he was not able to convince Judas. Uh, you know, when he chose the 12, they were all for a purpose and a reason. Uh, nothing we read in the gospel uh, in any of the scriptures indicate that Judas had ever actually accepted or made a decision to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. We never 
There's nothing in there that says Judas did that. Uh, and, and never said any, anything even along the lines of him being a committed or dedicated learner. In other words, it, uh, you hear something, uh, comments from each one of the disciples that uh, during D- Jesus' teaching where it says that they're questioning and they're asking and they're learning. But you, we, there is no recorded incident at all of Judas uh, ever um, making a commitment in any way to learn or to have questions. So he obviously heard Jesus. He uh, saw the miracles, uh, he, uh, but he never really uh, gathered or simulated the understanding or the values of who Jesus really was, and that was the Messiah. He did not accept. But what I want to uh, clarify tonight is that Judas, the son of perdition or uh, Satan, he... he uh, part of what happened fulfilled the prophecies because he was going to be, he was part of, of the prophecies. But what we need to understand about Judas is that he had a free will and he could have made the decision to change that free will. We need to understand that Judas is the one that made the decision that he made. If we go back to, to uh, in chapter 7, uh, it is recorded back in chapter 7 about when the feeding of the 5,000 was going on. And uh, uh, right after the feeding of the 5,000, there was a great teaching or a great discourse, as it's called, where teacher uh, and some miracles that followed uh, also. But Jesus made a statement regarding his 12 disciples. He said, have not I chosen you 12, but yet one of you is a devil, is what he said at the time. Um, we should not be surprised. And what I'm going to try to do a little bit, a few more comments on this. We should not be surprised at the conclusion that one of them did not accept him. Uh, because many priests, so-called priests, so many religious leaders and in the land and many others did not accept who Jesus Christ was. Uh, none of them could conclude, no one of us can conclude that uh, you ever heard the word predestination? Some may think that Judas was predestined to do what he did. That's not necessarily accurate. Uh, that's not the way God wants us to think. You know, that, that is, that is uh, many people think that way about Judas. But Judas had a choice. He had a choice. Uh, it's not correct to think that he was predestined to be the one that deceived. God could have chose anybody to deceive him. But you know what? God has a foreknowledge of everything that's going to happen. He has a foreknowledge of the decisions that you and I will make to tomorrow. But that foreknowledge does not, uh, uh, God does not change our free will and decision-making ability. He don't guide that. He don't in any way try to uh, 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 twist our arms and make us do that. Free will is truly free will. I hope I'm making sense to you tonight. For God uh, does not want to cause anyone, and He's not going to guide anyone. Each person is responsible for their own decisions. Each person makes a decision to allow God to touch their heart or not allow we are none of us are predestined to do uh, what the devil wants us to do 
uh, or what, in, in, in many ways, what God wants us to do. But God, uh, you know, lets us know that He's given us a free will. But remember, He's given us Jesus. He's given us everything to make the right decision. Fact is, Judas had a free will when he made his decision to let Satan come into his life. He had to allow Satan to do that. He had to give Satan permission to do that. So when Judas did that, he committed a huge sin when he gave uh, Satan. Satan's out to kill, steal, and destroy. Now, Satan didn't know the future. He didn't know what God's plan with. He don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. All he knows is he's doomed and he's out to destroy, kill, and steal everything he can to carry him with him. That's how much he hates what God is doing. Uh, the devil convinced Judas to try to change God's plan. See, the devil didn't know what his plan was. But instead, because God knew the future, he knew uh, that the devil would influence Judas to uh, uh, make it possible for redemption of God's plan. In other words, the fulfillment of God's plan. He knew that Judas would do that. You know, uh, as I end that se section, we, we need to understand we have a free will and everyone that we're teaching, that's why it's so important. Uh, you know, uh, I've heard many times people say, uh, you know, uh, and we've recently been talking about kids and kids not ever being in church and never understanding and never knowing God, who God's love is and knowing. So they need to have the information to make their decision. They need to understand. We need to teach them. And it, it is very important for us to put everything we can in the church into getting young people and adults, obviously, but get young people to hear the Word of God. We need to teach them because right now, what is influencing, influencing them to make a decision today is the world. And we know the world is sin. It's nothing but sin and chaos and ugliness. And that's what they're learning. Now, there's no mother or father that's going to tell you that. There's no mother or father that is not a Christian. Let me say it differently. That's going to tell you, my son is learning this and this and this and it's all evil because they don't look at it as evil. Until God's Word touched their heart, they don't understand. So it's very important that we teach and train and live our lives to represent who Jesus Christ really is. Verse 13, I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world. So Jesus is still there that night praying so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. And in verse 14, I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world anymore than I am, meaning he is definitely not of the world. So Jesus is saying, first of all, in 13, he's saying, I want them. He's praying, I want them to know my joy, have my joy, understand what the true joy of God is. And, you know, also when they have this joy, so when they do understand this joy, what comes with that is his father is happy. 
His Father is pleased. God is happy when people are, are full of joy. And what, what does God do? He blesses that joy even more. It's just a cycle of blessings. So joy, Jesus is telling how important that joy and peace is because I believe you've got to have peace to have joy. But that joy that he's talking about is only comes through the Holy Spirit. T teachers and leaders like Jesus believe in their people and want them to have joy. We want each other to have joy. We should want each other to be happy just like Jesus is praying. We should be praying. If we meet someone that's sad or unhappy or got burdens, the first thing we ought to be doing is praying for them. That's what Jesus is teaching us. Our desire in our heart ought to be a burden of to pray for them and touch them and meet their needs. There is no one, no one that can ever doubt the deep love that Jesus Christ had for his disciples and what he felt. Jesus believed in these guys, these uh, 11 disciples. He had prayed, if y'all remember in the scriptures, he prayed all night long before he chose the 12. He prayed all night and then he's taught them for all three years. So Jesus had become very attached. In fact, he was so pleased at their progress at this time, he was saying, I have joy and I want them to feel that joy. And then when you look at principle seven that I left you with last week, let's read it again. Spiritual leaders and Christians with a heart like Jesus view their people or God's people as a gift from God to them. To each of us, it's a gift. And as their uh, special trust. In other words, we should be able to uh, gain their trust and let them know we're praying for them. And, we, and the same thing, uh, we should believe people praying for us and trusting people praying for us and want people praying for us. And this will motivate us even more in intercessory prayer. Intercessory prayer. Jesus knew his disciples and I thought about this a lot uh, over the last week. Uh, he knew his 11 disciples was essential and critical for laying the foundation, as I've mentioned uh, a few weeks ago, uh, of the new church, of God's new church, the God's uh, church. And also these 11 men, it included Jesus knew that they would be writing the New Testament. So when I'm thinking about that, and how Jesus is, you know, entrusting them with them and believing in them, in, in them. And he knew how critical it was. See, we know, we should know how critical each of us is to God's church right here. To grow God's church. No individual or no group of people can grow God's church. It takes every single person in God's church to grow it and to bless others, and to see people saved, see people blessed. And J Jesus knew this about those 11. And we know the rest of the story. Look what those 11 did. But uh, also, <clears throat> uh, Jesus knew that he could not build his church without trusting others, and empowering others, and depending on others. And so I think about that a lot, how we should be, you know, 
uh, in, uh, trusting people to do what they supposed to be in doing in their ministry. And I thought about how they should be empowered to make decisions with the gifts that God gives them. And I thought about how we can depend on them when we truly are uh, uh, praying for them and, and uh, we know that uh, they are child, children of God. Jesus believed that his disciples were developing on schedule and he felt the joy. You know what? That's the kind of joy I believe God wants us to feel about each other too. That same kind of joy because we know there's a lot of fruits, a lot of harvest to be picked and a lot of things that God wants to bless us. Uh, but this is, Jesus knew this also, which is a very important. In order for his disciples to fully understand Jesus's full joy would come right after the resurrection. It would be the filling of the Holy Spirit. Jesus knew that they, would go, they were going to need the Holy Spirit to guide them and trust them. And then at that point is when they would get the complete joy that Jesus had. We need God's Holy Spirit. We need to be full of God's Holy Spirit. That's how we're going to get the joy, the peace. That's how we're going to go out and do His work. That's how we're going to go out and be that witness that we need to be. We also, uh, you know, we live in a world that is tough also. But Jesus knew the next three days and quite honestly, as we read and study uh, about uh, the, uh, how his disciples' lives all ended, as martyrs, uh, basically all I think it was. But, but what they ended because they stayed on course, they stayed on path. And no matter, right to their death, that they did everything that Jesus asked them to do. And, but Jesus knew that the life would be, this world would be tough. He knew there would be challenges. He knew there would be all kinds of things that would, could deter us and get us off track. But Jesus knew that we needed the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit would give us that joy. We need to be full of that Holy Spirit so they could live in this world. And Jesus knew that. And that's what he meant by being separate, of the, separate from the world in our scriptures tonight also. You know, he wanted them to have that strength, that joy. And he knew if they had that joy, and they would need that joy to be able to navigate or to live in this world uh, that is so bad and so ugly at that time and still today. There's a whole lot of sin out there, a whole lot of things that can get us off track. And Jesus knew that. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. That's where we can get that joy to hold on. You know, he knew it would carry out, God, they would carry out God's plan with the strength and protection of his Father. Um, as I conclude tonight, Jesus taught um, the love to his disciples and the joy that only his Father can give. And with that love that Jesus demonstrated, and remember the love he demonstrated not only was why he was praying and, and the whole three years or, or his whole 30 year life, but also at the cross. I've said it many times, I'll say it again. No matter what they did to him, and they did a lot to make it painful as they could, our Jesus still said, Lord, forgive them. Forgive them for they know not what to do. We, we have a loving Jesus that loves us. Jesus knew the world would hate them. Why? Because they did not fit into the world. 
you know, we as Christians, uh, we don't fit into this world. We don't compromise and do the things of this world. And sometimes we get judged or made statements or get called something. Used to be holy rollers. I don't even think I've heard that name in a long time. There's all kinds of names they used to throw at people. But you know, the saints back then, the saints today, we just need to keep holding. We're not going to fit in the world. If you fit in the world, you're probably not doing all the things that you should be doing uh, for God. Jesus knew that he didn't fit in the world. He was separated. He wanted his disciples to be separate. He wanted us to be separate. He wants us full of righteousness and joy. Uh, Jesus prayed that wonderful prayer that's, that's continuing, and we'll talk about it more, but uh, he give us the sixth, what I'm calling uh, praise. Remember uh, number four or five um, um, principle, it says, we praise each other in our prayers and while we're interceding and praying. Well, listen, I, t I told you the five of them, but I'll add one. I'm going to actually read the five of them real briefly and they'll refresh your memory and then we'll conclude. But the five were, remember what Jesus said in his prayer when he was praying for himself? They have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. They gave them the words that you, uh, you know, I have gave them the words you gave me and they accepted them. They know with certainty that I came from you and they believe you sent me. So they had the faith and trust was the five that I read. But listen to the sixth one he added tonight in our message. They are not of the world, even as I I'm not a world. So he knows now they have to trust and faith and really understand who he is. And he ha he's confident, so confident, he's got joy. Jesus has got joy and wants them to have that same joy that will come. But it's a great blessing. It is a wonderful blessing to, for Jesus to be able to say that about us, isn't it? As disciples of Christ, what a wonderful thing. Would you stand with me tonight as we conclude? What a wonderful thing that Jesus could say for each one of us. And quite honestly, what a wonderful thing that we could say about each other as we teach and as we witness and do the things that he asks us, ask us to do. That, you know, I do believe at this time, in fact, I, I know at this time, uh, as... Um, People, a lot of people says about things, about things in life being a journey. I know Christian faith is a journey. There, there is, is baby steps. And as we progress and get older in life, we learn more and more and more and more. We never stop learning about Jesus Christ and who he is. And that's, I believe that Jesus knew that the, his disciples still had more learning to do and had a lot of growing to do. In fact, I think that's why he spent 120 days with them. He did a whole lot of instructing and teaching and continuing. And we should do the same thing with uh, the, our family members and all the ones that we know and all the ones we witness. Never stop. Never stop. And also for our own personal growth. For our own personal growth. Always continue to study God's word and also uh, pray uh, for each other and grow in the Lord. Heavenly Father,
We thank you for this moment. Lord, we thank you for this night that you've given us to be together, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for your word tonight, Lord. Lord, without any doubt in my heart and mind, Lord, you love us, dear Father. You loved your disciples then. I believe you love us tonight, Lord, and we thank you for that, Lord. Lord, give us that joy that you're talking about in your heart, Lord. We desire that joy, Lord. Hallelujah. We, we, we look forward to having more joy, Lord. We thank you for the peace and joy you've already given us, Lord. But we know there's much more that you want to give us, Lord. And I pray tonight that you give this church, Lord, your church, Lord, here in Pine Level, in the community, and in this world, Lord, your kind of joy, Dear Jesus, we want your joy. We need your joy, Lord, and we need your peace, Lord. We need your strength that, Lord, only the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, only the Holy Spirit can give us, Father. And dear Jesus, be with each one of us. Open up our heart, hearts and minds that we may receive more of your greatness. In our wonderful name we pray, amen. Thank you, God bless you for being here. Thanks for tuning in to our live stream here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church. If you want more information about our church, go to our website, pinelevelphc.org. That's pinelevelphc.org. You can check out pictures, events coming up. Also, watch other services that you may have missed. Also, you can download our free app through the Google Play or the iOS App Store. You can watch our services live or on demand. And you can get push notifications about upcoming events here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church, as well as check out other information that's going on here. Also, Facebook users, search Facebook for uh, Pine Level PHC, and you can like our page on Facebook, get notifications when we go live, check out pictures and other things that we post through Facebook. If you're a YouTube fan, go to YouTube, search Pine Level PH Church, and subscribe to our channel, and get notifications when we go live. You can watch our services live or on demand through YouTube. We also have a podcast available for the people who can't watch. You can listen while you drive or work. Go to your favorite podcast provider, or you can go to our website website or the app for the quick link to the podcast. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. Tune in again Sunday morning at 1030 or Sunday night at 6 p.m. and Wednesday at 7. God bless.